Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. Hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. It's Janelle here, and this week we're doing another interview with Asher, who founded Young Black Travelers, a blog and podcast inspiring youth to take a leap and explore the world one post at a time. So welcome, Asher. Hey, well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So I only know about you through Young Black Travelers Instagram. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Where are you from? How does your education or work background really tie in with travel? Yeah, um, great question, Janelle. Um, So um, I'm originally from St. Vincent and the Grenadines, a beautiful island in the Caribbean. Um, But I am currently living in New York and um, I I work in education, um, you know, studied politics and very much engaged in the political field here in New York, a a member of the community board, one of the local levels. So, you know, I, I am all I'm where politics and education meet. And I always say, you know, policy is 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 the big thing for me. Um, And travel comes in all of this because I, you know, I see that a lot of what I do and dealing with youth in education, I see that a lot of the issues that that probably happen could be could could be dealt with with travel, right? If our youths are um, educated about the global community, if they are aware of the world, um, a lot of their perspectives would change. But we also know that there are many um, roadblocks to that. Um, I do work in in a lot of the inner cities and therefore a lot of the youths may not have resources or they may not be put in the resource, the little resources they have into travel. So I think a lot of what I do professionally um, definitely intersect. Um, Yeah. And that's why travel has been such a huge thing with me or for me. Nice. That's a that's a really cool story. I haven't met anyone that has a job similar to yours just yet. Like I've met people that work in travel. I've met people that work in like the city and try and like help kids and stuff. But I haven't met anyone that combined the two. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that's a really cool job. And we need more people <laughs> like you out there. We we need more. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, more rise up soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, you could be training the next person. The next person. Definitely. <laughs> so what actually inspired young black travelers? What made you yeah. think I need to start this podcast? <laughs> yeah. So when I was um when I studied abroad in Argentina, I think in 2015, um 
And some of the trips that I'd, I'd done around that time, I remember, you know, I also worked then at my college and uh, I remember one of my, my coworkers um, talking about, oh, you should start a blog because we, we, I had a lot to say. Um, and I, at that time, I also wasn't seeing many um, young Black people traveling, right? I would say what I saw a lot in Argentina was I always saw Asians travel. And everywhere I went, I saw many Asians. And it always struck my, my, my interest as like, what's happening? Is there, are, is, is there, are they getting money to just travel? So that, that was the initial thing that crossed my mind. And I, I wanted to see more of us. Um, and, you know, a lot of times when I spoke to a lot of people here in New York, you know, a lot of people just felt that, you know, it was just not attainable. They probably thought it was expensive. Um, you know, at certain points back then, I would probably stay in hostels. A lot of people were afraid of those th- of hostels. Um, so there was a lot of myths that needed to be busted. And I think that's why I started the travel blog, um, Young Black Travelers. And then the pod- it was a few things that started. It was the blog first, and then it was the podcast, and then Instagram and all these things. So that's kind of how it all started. But it was rooted from Argentina and studying abroad. Nice. That's really, that's really cool that you um, studied abroad in Argentina. I had never been I, my one friend did go to Argentina and she said she really loved it. The only issue was that she didn't realize that the seasons were opposite of <laughs> here. And so she went for like summer study abroad thinking she could be wearing like bikinis and stuff. And then next thing you know, winter. it was winter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. yeah that, that's, that's definitely um, something that a lot of people don't pay attention to. I think coming from the North, and especially coming from America, I do think that sometimes our, our mindset is so, uh, we're one track, right? We only think yeah. of where we are. We don't think about the South, like even South Africa, they do have winters, winters too. So we usually just think of where we are and not anywhere else. So I, <laughs> I know, I, th- I think thankfully for me, a lot of friends had gone to Argentina before and some professors had gone to uh, Argentina. So he got some advice. I, yes. It was like, you know, there is winter. I knew people who had gone to Brazil as well. And they would have been like, yes, make sure you probably go. It's a good time to go in January. That's when I went. Um, so the seasons would be flipped. So yeah, <laughs> thank, thankfully I had some advice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's really cool. So let's talk more about your personal travel stories. Where would you say was your favorite travel location? You can't say Argentina because we just talked about that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Hmm. So I think right now there are two. Um, I would say Cuba and Colombia. Um, and I think so far my travels through the Spanish world has really, really been the funnest um, or the most fun that I've had. Um, but Cuba, I think, because I to us, Cuba just seems like this, well, before Obama had opened it up back then, you know, it just seemed like this place that was just... <laughs> to Americans, mystical. Like, we didn't know anything about Cuba, right? Um, Americans didn't travel to Cuba. Canadians did, and many people from Europe did, but we weren't. Um, So I think when I went to Cuba, I, a lot of 
myths that I thought about Cuba was just broken. Um, you know, people talked about the cars, the old cars. And I remember um, stepping in Havana and, you know, being on the, the, the main boulevard and just seeing all the cars, right? And not the cars that the tourists take pictures with. I'm just talking about the regular machinas that people drive around in or the regular taxis, right? And, but I think one of the things that struck those interesting about Cuba was just the smoke that came from those old cars. <laughs> and I tell the story all the time about, I'm so grateful that I actually brought my asthma pump to Cuba because I think <laughs> as much as um, I, I enjoyed that, that um, scenery, I think there was a lot of pollution there, right? With those old cars and the engines, because I had never in any of my travels had like an asthma attack, but I did in Cuba. But Cuba is beautiful. Cuba is um, like, it's fun. It's like, it's lively. The people are just so, they, they're so, so they, they want to talk to you. They want to engage with you. They're loving people. And Colombia, Colombia was just a ball of fun. I mean, that's... <laughs> Cartagena and Medellin, it's, you will have the time of your life in both uh, cities in Colombia and probably in Colombia as a whole. So I think those two countries currently are at the top of my list. Yeah, I, I've been to Havana before and that was strictly, I was on, I took a cruise. And so it was more like the touristy side of things. But of course, me and my friend, basically my friend had just graduated college and so we were doing this was like a celebration like party <laughs> trip for us <laughs> uh -huh. and we had missed every single announcement had not prepared at all on like currency and so nice. all we had were our cards we had a little bit of cash but we didn't really have any money because cuba does not take u.s <laughs> cards <laughs> And so we had the time of our lives because we were literally bargaining with whatever we had. We were just talking to locals, trying to use whatever Spanish we had, trying to, <laughs> trying to make things work. And so it was interesting because like, we thought we were gonna be doing all the touristy, touristy things, but we ended up not doing that at all because we had no money and we had, wow. yeah. <laughs> we had to start digging deep. <laughs> Big deep, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that is definitely true. And that I'm happy you said that because um, when I was there, um, and people tell you this all the people we talk about this on podcasts, we talk about this on blogs, and I think sometimes too, when, sometimes things have to really hit you when you go, right? Uh, because I'd read up on it, and my friend who I went with, um, we'd read up on it, and she interestingly ran out of money. We're in Cuba and it was the most interesting day of our lives. We were we went around the entire day um, of a while to try to find a way to get money. I think ultimately, because we had we still had a few days in Cuba, so she had to get money. Um, I think ultimately what happened was that we figured out that you if you're trying to get money from America someone could if you're trying to get it from someone they would have to send it because there's western unions there and all of those but someone would have to send it to a cuban and not you so like we we she she had made friends with this uh with our taxi driver carlos uh and thank god carlos collected the money for her and <laughs> 
<laughs> and she was good. So, you know, it's it pays to be friendly and and and, and just resourceful. And that's how Awalda got money. But what you said is definitely true. Take money to Cuba, like a lot of it if you can. Because, yeah, be prepared. <laughs> yeah, very prepared. <laughs> Luckily, we were only there for like two days because it was a cruise. But like, if you're there for a long time, you yeah, yeah. <laughs> have all the money. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so that's really cool. And I've never been to Colombia, so that your story made me be like, let me book a trip <laughs> real quick. I think um, you should. <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to do that. I just want to do generally more of South America because I feel like I have not done a lot of that. So wow. Yeah, South America, I think, is gen- is generally a, a cost-effective destination um, because mm-hmm. Colombia, well, not all of South America, uh, on the Your Black Travels podcast, we talked about the Ecuador trip, which was very surprising, right? It's very expensive oh, wow. <laughs> uh, because they use the American dollar. Uh, but, you know, Colombia is pretty cheap. I remember when I was there, we were having meals. Um, we found a spot that we were having, like, some amazing meals full three course meal drink um salad soup and the meal all for about four u.s dollar um and so yeah colombia you you'll have a good time and you won't spend a lot a lot of the excursions are not that expensive as well you know obviously if you're going to go to some sites some sites may overprice certain things but if you just shop around and and be very I mean, be, be, pay attention to the prices. You can get a lot of things for cheap. So Colombia, it's fun. Medellin is the party city. If you want to really party, a lot of Americans go, go to Medellin. And I think that was what was so surprising about Medellin and Colombia. Because I hadn't thought about Medellin before. And when I went there, it, was, it, was, it reminded me of Brooklyn literally i was like wow brooklyn with like a brazilian flair because there was just a lot of trees everywhere um intertwined into the city um and so it was just there were restaurants everywhere you could find a good time anywhere party anywhere food anywhere um while cartagena is very like the caribbean side it's very beachy you know very sunny and all of that so colombia i think i I definitely recommend it (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it's it. We love cheap. We love fun. We love beach. It sounds like it's it. Yes. (laughs) Nice. So uh, we did talk a lot about Young Black Travelers. I wanted to go ahead and throw that plug in there. Where can the audience find the podcast, the blog, the Instagram, the shout out, all your socials and connects? (laughs) Yes. um, You can definitely listen to the podcast on Apple iTunes, Anchor, Google Play, um, Spotify. Just search for Young Black Travelers. Um, That's where the podcast is. Um, Our website is youngblacktravelers.com. That's where we would have just basically a lot of blogs and just different advice or different stories. Um, And then our Instagram page, Young Black Travelers blog. Um, so that's where you can definitely connect with us or that's where we're more, more active on social media. We're on Facebook as well at Young Black Travels. We're on Twitter, but we're not really active in those places. But podcasts, anywhere you listen to podcasts, youngblacktravels.com or on Instagram. All right. And I'll link all of that in the socials as well. So 
or not in the socials, in the um, show notes as well. So you guys can easily find it and go ahead and listen to that episode. (laughs) Asher was just talking about. Yes. (laughs) So we're kind of like running towards the end of the podcast time. So I'm going to wrap up with just a couple questions. And one would be, what advice would you give to someone looking to travel more often, but feels like maybe they don't have the money, don't have the time, anything? Wow. Wow. You know, and I think for obviously young Black travelers, the demographic we're talking to, um, that comes up a lot, right? Where young people may have time, but they may not have the money as a 40 or 50, 60 year old may have. Um, And I would say for, for that demographic, I would say, or anyone, right? I think you have to start figuring out where you can get deals. Um, I think some of the most expensive part of traveling is usually the flight and accommodations. And I think if you find your way around those things, then you would be able to travel a lot more. And I think there's a lot of resources out there. So there are websites, there are websites like Secret Flying, there are Groupon, um, there are so many different websites. Or if you, you're, you're paying attention to the airline specific deals that may come out, um, I think that's one way. I think also if you're trying to, 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 to go around that, you also, I think you have to be flexible, um, flexible with your dates. Google Flights or Skyscanner are great sites to start searching for tickets and be flexible. Um, Skyscanner and Google Flights show you when the tickets are at their peak, right? So therefore, if you are one of those people, if you don't work in education like I do, and you may only have a certain time off, you may be able to take your vacation whenever. And, And I think you should do that. Take them at the off periods. Don't travel in the summer if you don't have to. Travel maybe in the winter, right? Or travel at times when most people aren't traveling. Um, I would also say, because that, those are, that's the flight end, but also on accommodations, um, you don't have to stay at the most expensive hotel. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, Black people, and I'm going to say, it, Black people, we, 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 we like luxury. We do. When we, when we travel, we want to we wanna ball out. You know, we want to do all of that. I think if that's not in your budget, then know that you could go to hostels. And I think some of the best experiences that I've had traveling had been at hostels, right? And especially if you want to meet people, you want to interact with people, I think hostels are a great place to go um, because you are going to connect and meet people. And somehow, especially if you're a solo traveler or you're trying to do this by yourself, then you hostels are the, is the way to go. Um, Like I remember when I was in Peru and I climbed Machu Picchu with, with people I met at the hostels. And generally when I go to hostels, that's what happened. You're going to meet someone you're going to connect with or people are going to give you advice they're going to tell you um well do this and don't do that when i studied abroad in argentina and the group of us went to the iguazu falls and we stayed at hostel and they told us how we can go to brazil cheaper right because generally there's a tourist bus that was going to brazil for about 80 dollars but 
the local bus was going to Brazil for about five, U, five US dollars. So <laughs> we got that advice at the hostel. And, you know, my friend Armani and I, we were adventurous to take that route. But, uh, and it wasn't that bad at all. It was just a local route. Um, so I think staying at hostels is a great way to, to, to find cheap accommodations. And also look within your networks. I think a lot of times we don't pay attention to who we know, right? If you know someone who works for the airlines, one of the things we don't talk a lot about are buddy passes or companion passes. Um, you may be able to get a buddy pass from a friend who may work for, for if you live in the US, maybe JetBlue, American Airline, Delta, and be able to fly to one of these destinations for, for, for cheaper than you would pay at a regular ticket. Um, and I know some, a lot of people are nervous about buddy passes, but if you're traveling off peak, then they will definitely work. I've traveled and flown on buddy passes many times and they've always worked. So uh, I think those are some really cost effective ways to think about traveling. Um, you don't have to fly first class. You don't have to um, pay pay an arm and a leg for a ticket if you simply um, travel at an alternate time. So I think we got to be smart about how we're doing it, right? And sometimes it's also even going with the group, right? So maybe if you're not going to a hotel, you're using Airbnbs. Airbnbs, and depend on where you're going, because sometimes Airbnbs may not be the best option, but a place like Colombia, Colombia's Airbnb heaven. So if you're ever going to go there, I would definitely suggest staying at an Airbnb. Uh, maybe if you're going to a place like Albania, which was one of my last trips, I won't necessarily say stay at an Airbnb. I would say look for hotels. Um, so do your research and, 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 and figure out what is cheapest and what is best. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Like my, I just bought a flight to go back to Philadelphia from Portland for like 40 bucks. So wow. you just gotta <laughs> find the deals, find the deals <laughs> and use it. All those websites he said, I use, I wow. try not to commit to a date because sometimes, you know, those dates don't have the prices I want. So yes. <laughs> you yes. just gotta make it work. Yep, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> So my final question, and I ask this in every episode, it's why do you think more Black people should travel? Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, it, it goes all the way back to our mission of basically empowering young Black people to travel, right? Simply because we feel that with, with travel, it opens up it opens up just so many different realities to us, right? So I remember the other day I was speaking to my boss, um, and we're talking about, you know, young Black travelers and just youth traveling in general. Um, and because I work in the inner city, um, one of the things is, you know, young people here, may, some of them may live in the projects, wherever. Um, but I could imagine, and I always say this, New Yorkers, if New York, New Yorkers, if you live in the project, you may think you have it bad. But if you probably travel to somewhere else who may have it worse, it may give you some sort of motivation, right? You would be like, dag, I don't have it that bad. Or you may also start seeing some of your privileges um, that you have as, 
um, as an American or wherever you're listening from. So I think travel does open up our us to so many different experiences. It helped us to recognize where we are blessed or where we could actually in, improve on. I think also traveling does allow us to, to build our network. Um, usually when I travel, I meet people. Um, and usually when you're, you're traveling as, as a solo person or with not a big group, if you're traveling with a big group, you're more than likely not going to be meeting people. So I think more Black people should travel simply because I think it's going to give us a different perspective. It's going to help us to see the world differently. I think it's going to help us to step out of our issues and see what other people are thinking. And especially as Black people, if we are traveling to different places where different Black people live, I think we would be able to see that though our stories maybe may connect, our stories are yet still different. The story of a Black Caribbean person is very different from the story of a Black American or a Black um, Brazilian or a Black person living in um, Nigeria. Our stories differ, but we are still connected somehow. And I think it helps, traveling helps us to identify those things. Um, so yeah, I think that's why more Black people should travel because it just opens up our mind to so many different things and just help us to understand people differently. Yeah. Very true. Like I said, I ask that question in every interview. Everybody has their own twist to it. And <laughs> I always agree with everybody's answer. And I hope the new listeners to the podcast also agree and, you know, book that next trip. <laughs> Take that <laughs> next it. flight. Go somewhere. <laughs> we know you can do com. it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We know you can do it. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for doing this interview, Asher. I really enjoyed hearing your stories. You definitely have some really interesting, really funny, really fun, <laughs> fun travel stories. <laughs> and yeah, I hope y'all listen to the podcast, follow his blog, because it sounds good. Yeah, I th you, you're definitely going to get a lot of those. I think our Columbia's, we have some stuff on there about Columbia. So if you want to hear more about Columbia, you know, go over there and listen. I talked a lot about <laughs> it over there. 